Hi everyone, my name is Yosef Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Mishpatim, and let's get right into it. So after we've gone through the Parshas of Shmos, Va'ira, Bo, B'Shalach, Yisrael, full of stories, full of Nisim, and just amazing events that happen to the Jewish people, we come to Parsha's Mishpatim, which for the most part deals with the, dare I say, more boring aspects of the Torah. Uh, we're dealing with really just the fundamental laws of day-to-day life, you know, with uh, financial uh, halachos and uh, general business things, injury laws, all different things that are, yes, more boring, but really are part of our day-to-day life. But as we get to the end of the Parsha, it, some more general topics uh, emerge, which uh, have a slightly different theme. And one of those topics is the Shalash Regalim the three holidays of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, where we are obligated to travel to the base of Mikdash and celebrate there in Yerushalayim. And the Torah introduces them to us in this Parsha uh, in an interesting way. Uh, the first one, this is in uh, Perak uh, Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Tesvav. Uh, first we talk about uh, Pesach in Pasuk Tesvav, and it says, it calls it Chag Amatzos, and it says that it will take place, it will take place in the springtime. The next Pasuk, Pasuk to Zion, says, uh, is talking about Shavuos and Sukkot, and it says like this. It says, And the festival of the harvest, the first fruits of your labor, that you plant in the field, and the festival of the gathering, at the end of the year, when you gather your work in from the field. So we see that all three holidays are written in the context of seasonal circumstances. In terms of Pesach, it's an actual season. And in terms of Shavuos and Sukkot, it's the circumstances of the harvest. Now, this is interesting because it seems, according to the Torah, that we're only celebrating the holidays based off of the harvest. But that's obviously not true because we don't, we celebrate the holidays whether or not it was a good harvest or not. Meaning, even if we don't have a reason to celebrate the harvest, if, if there was a drought, if there was a plague and, and the crops didn't come out, we're still going to celebrate the Shalash Regalim. So why does the Torah make it sound as if the celebration of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot is dependent on that? So Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, who uh, I've quoted many times before in this Torah Torah, uh, in his Sefer Emes Yaakov, uh, uses this Pasuk to teach a, an incredible idea. There are several instances in the Torah where Hashem uses the success or failure of the crops as a sign to Bnei Israel of whether or not they're keeping the mitzvahs of their observe, if they're observing the Torah. Uh, the most famous example is, is what we say every day in Kriya Shema. Um, in the second paragraph of Vahayim Shema, and uh, I'll give you the uh, source for that, that's in uh, Sefer Tzvarim uh, Perik Yud Aleph. So if you start, uh, the, pa- the paragraph starts from Pasuk Yud Gimel, uh, and it says, right, If you'll listen to my mitzvot, which you know, I'm going to command you, that you should love Hashem. And then it continues in Pasuk Yud It says, right, I'll give you rain for your land, and you'll, and you'll harvest, you'll gather in your grain. So we see again that the, so this is the, the example that we see that, that keeping uh, the mitzvos uh, is what will provide rain, will provide the harvest. And Rav Yaakov explains that as long as the Bnei Yisrael were living in Eretz Yisrael, Hashem would motivate them uh, to keep the Torah and inform them of their level of observance based on the production of the crops. It was a very simple system. 
So the answer to our question uh, is totally based off of this. While there were other reasons to celebrate the Shalash Regalim, some of which we've already learned in the Torah, some of which we're going to see as the Torah progresses, the harvest was one of the main reasons to celebrate. Because not only the, the, the holidays, the Yom and Tovim, did occur at times, uh, at key times in the harvest, so when everyone would come to Yerushalayim to celebrate the Yantiv, so not only was everyone happy that uh, they had had a successful crop, because you have to remember, in those days, the crop was their life. That, that was their form of livelihood. If you had a good crop, you lived, and if you didn't, you died. It was very, very simple. So when you come to the base of Mikdash, at that time of year, you're celebrating the fact that you have provisions and that security for another season. That's a very big deal. But that's not the only re reason to celebrate right now. You're coming to celebrate at the base of Migdash, at Hashem's house, with the knowledge that you were successful in your observance of mitzvahs, because otherwise you would not have gotten a good crop. So the fact that the uh, Yom Tovim are being celebrated, the fact that the Torah tells us that we celebrate the Shalash Regalim based off of the harvest, is not specifically because the harvest is, it was good, it's what the harvest, what a good harvest meant. What it meant was that we'd had a successful year, not just in the field, but in our Ruchnius endeavors as well. So I thought that we can use this idea to understand why the Shalash Regalim uh, is mentioned, are mentioned in Parshas Mishpatim. As I said before, Parshas Mishpatim deals with the, the more nitty-gritty uh, laws of uh, business and, and financial ideas. And the Shalash Regalim, to talk about Yantiv, does not really seem to fit in. But, and I think this is what Rav Yaakov uh, means as well, even though he doesn't say it uh, straight out. But I think based off of this understanding of the connection between the harvest and the Shalash Regalim, we can understand now the connection of the Shalash Regalim to Parshas Mishpatim. So in general... The mitzvos, the the topics of Shabbos, of Kashras, things that are very spiritually based, they're more well known, they're more commonly studied, and they're more exciting. They they have they generate a lot more interest uh, in their study, and a lot more zeal in in their observance. But at the end of the day, they're not the basis for our day to day lives in this world. Shabbos is a fundamental idea of Judaism. It connects us to Hashem, it connects us to the whole Briyasa Olam in general. The whole creation is, is based, is, is what we celebrate on Shabbos. And Kashras, it, it puts us up on a level of Kedusha. It separates us from everyone else. It, it keeps us as the special group known as the Bnei Israel. But at the end of the day, Shabbos is only once a week. And Kashras, you know, once you get started, Hopefully you don't have kashra shilas every night, you know, uh, as long as you don't uh, buy tray for food and you don't do anything dumb, you're probably not going to have uh, a kashra shila that often. So they're not really the basis for day-to-day -day lives in this world. And while they provide the spiritual fulfillment that we desperately need, we live in a physical world and we need a Torah that requires us or sets us up to respond to the physical challenges we face every day. And by the success that we enjoy in our daily endeavors, we hopefully will be able to measure our success in following the guidelines set up in this week's Parsha. 
just like the harvest would do in the times of the Beis Migdash, which in those days the harvest was their main form of livelihood, just like in the times of the Beis Migdash, having a good harvest showed that you were observing the mitzvahs, so too nowadays, being successful in our day-to-day business, based off of that, we should be able to measure our success in following the guidelines set up in Parshas Mishpatim. And that's, I believe, is the connection of putting in Shalosh Regalim in this week's Parsha. Now, sadly, even though this is how it was meant to work, this is not what we see happening. Nowadays, uh, we very often see people who are successful in their day-to-day business uh, who don't appear to follow the laws of the Torah, the laws of Parshas Mishpatim. And the truth is, this is another degree of the Hashgacha Pratis we've lost in this long Gullus. So when we daven for the Geula, when we daven for the Geula Shlema, another idea that we need to focus on is that, that we should return to Eretz Yisrael with the Geula Shlema, and that we should return to that full potential of Hashgacha Pratis, that it should return to its full capacity where we directly see how our actions in the spiritual world impact the results in the physical world. And when we see something like that, we can truly understand how Hashem runs the world and how He is the ruler of everything. And that way, that in and of itself is the result of the true Geula. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. As with every week, let me just remind you, my email address is amemtorah at gmail.com, A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. You can uh, send me questions and comments. You can sign up for our weekly email newsletter, which includes the written version of this week's Devar Torah, as well as the podcast. Uh, the podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search for my name, Yosef Siegel, or the Amem Torah podcast, as well as on my website, hashkafahandbook.com. There you can also find information about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Ashkafa. We recently got the numbers back for the first year of sales for Reality Check, and uh, they were they were very good. I'm very happy with them. So thank you very much to everyone who helped with that. Please check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where you can get seven years' worth of archived Divere Torah. And please check out the Nation's Wisdom blog, nationswisdom.blogspot.com, and see how you can get involved in the Nation's Wisdom project. And finally, I'd just like to remind you of our social media pages. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash amemtorah, or you can search Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind in your Facebook search box. Reality Check is, also has its own page on Facebook, facebook.com slash hashkafahandbook, or search for Reality Check, a handbook of Hashkafa. And finally, we're on Twitter, Twitter handle at amemtorah. Thank you very much, everyone, for your continued support. I really appreciate it. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Have a great job.